1: Now, pretty soon we're going to talk about some of the big stuff away from sport that happened during the off-season. Megan Harry, uh, Clark Stefanovic, two kittens wrestling. We'll get to that (laughs) soon. Chilli Peppers. But while we've been away, geez, some big sports happening. Firstly, on Wednesday, LeBron James broke the all-time scoring record in the NBA. Could I just say something? My God, the Americans do know how to celebrate, but I really question holding up a game halfway through for 40 minutes to give a bloke a pat on the back. Like, it's just... Like, he cooled down and didn't go back on the court. It was – like, it, I just fe- – I, I found it very, very strange.
2: But it's the theatrics of American sport, and this is the thing. Like, American sport's all about records and inches. It's, it's – you know, Stats. They, they love it. They, they love it. Love stuff. I love
0: a milestone. Yes.
2: But, yeah. hey, um, Buddy Franklin, you know, t- yeah, he goal, and that stopped for half an hour.
0: Cameron Smith. Mm. Remember he, when
1: Joey got it and he, uh, they didn't stop the game? But there was the bloke standing on the sideline holding the ball, and Joey, because they got beat, just walked straight past <laughs> him, and told him where to go. That was—I thought—that was a really nice touch. Always gracious. Always gracious. <laughs> hey, during it, they were referring to LeBron James as undoubtedly now the GOAT. Really? Mm, I, I, he thinks so. He does. He's quite. I, I quote was. I, yeah. I'll be honest. With you, I put him. I put him behind not just Jordan. But Bird, Bird and Magic Johnson. Yeah, see, I, I, it's the debate will
2: never be answered. But Jordan changed the sport. There's pre-Jordan and then there's post-Jordan. Like the NBA that you see today is because of Michael Jordan. Mm. That elef, you know, that the new athlete. The, the I was, was, was going
3: to say that's what I, I like. I don't know much about basketball, but I think it, you'd be safe enough to say LeBron's the best athlete the game's ever seen. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I'm I think joking. best, yeah. best basketball player. Surely, there's intangible qualities that you know have oh, to go along but it, with it. But it
2: wasn't just the basketball, you know, skills of Jordan. It was that's what I mean. The the, eco- the economy that he brought, the the yes. new the sponsorships, like yes. you know, the shoes, yeah, the, yeah, the look. Six championships helps.
0: Yeah. 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 But, yeah. but your legacy, yeah,
1: that's right. But, and, but
0: LeBron's done. I, I I I hate trying to compare the two because I think they're from so so many different eras. But the way that LeBron's moved from franchise to franchise, and the fact that he's still playing at the age of thirty eight, mm. and he can do everything on the on the court, yeah, you know, I think that's that's still, testament too. He's still dominant, but 20, it's pretty hard. Years I, in. Yeah, it's oh. pretty hard to go past Jordan. You, really you forget
1: uh, how old he is until these two sons. Walked yeah. on the court to celebrate, and they are actually forty-one. <laughs> and she go, "My God,
0: I thought there is." It's a little bit is... self-indulgent to call your kids with a, a name that's a derivative of your own name, like Bronny. So that... I think so. Oh, that's God. his na- that, Yeah, that's a little bit. Yeah, Bronny. Oh, it's Bronny like is you calling his... Cooper. Oh look, Cooper's uh, his middle name. Matt
1: Junior's his. Name. <laughs> <laughs> Matty, Matty. <laughs> a um, soccer World Cup maestro. What did you think? Like, firstly, let's talk about. How Qatar pulled it off. Mm. Did you think they did a good job? Were you surprised by it?
4: I was, they exceeded my expectations, to be honest. I thought it was going to be a complete mess with fans and there's sort of some teething issues off the field at the start of the tournament. As people started to leave, as teams got knocked out, it seemed to get smoother and smoother and they figured out a way to do that that didn't have an impact on what was happening on the field, which was immense. One of the best World Cups on the field, one of the best World Cup finals we've ever seen, if not the best. Um, and you get the fairy tale at the end with Messi having waited so long to get the opportunity. He gets back to a World Cup final for the first time since 2014 and, and obviously goes on and wins it in the most dramatic fashion on penalties. So uh, you couldn't ask for anything more in terms of that. And obviously the Socceroos angle, they were fantastic. How good the Socceroos?
1: All expectations. Similar to 2006, we... we've you know, surprised a lot of people, but more mm. than that, 2006, the Italians knocked us out. We we're unlucky against Italy, mm. and uh, they go on to win the tournament. Hey, we could have very easily drawn with Argentina.
4: We're a, so easily. We're oh, an I'm, armpit away.
0: Yeah. That's it. So, so Graham Arnold, he's one kick away from getting sacked with the, the penalty shootout against Peru, and then he's one kick, well, you're right, one armpit mm. away, mm. one kick away from going through to the quarters. Against Argentina. And, and voted the coach of the tournament. And then gets a big, fat contract extension. Yeah. Well it's done. incredible. Well very, very good.
4: Yeah. And to be yeah. fair to Arnie, this is this is the environment he thrives in. When he can get the players into camp for a month and just have them, the world's against us, Australia's against us, um, and get them in that environment, it's just perfect for the way he coaches and man manages. He's fantastic at it.
3: Do you think Australian soccer has done enough to ride the wave of that incredible cause I because I don't feel the vibe anymore. Whereas like yeah. when we played rugby union back in the SD and they got close to winning the World Cup, you'd feel the you know, for the next couple of years you'd feel this kind of like tidal momentum. wave. Momentum. Yes. Momentum. Whereas Australian soccer now look, Melbourne fans didn't do themselves any favours. Mm. Um, but I don't feel any momentum from their incredible achievement. People don't understand that what they achieved over yep. there for, for the standard of soccer that they play in the A League yep. was incredible. I, I, a- I really
1: feel sorry, for, Like, in my opinion, because all the, you know, a lot of the dialogue around the Melbourne victory thing was oh, look at that. It's just ruined everything that we did good in the World Cup. Bullshit. Like, it's just two totally separate things. Yeah, just because a few Palookas carry on should take nothing away from what Arnie and his team did at the World Cup, mm. it's just, it's a real shame. You're right. It, it's that inability to capitalise on the momentum created.
4: Welcome to soccer in Australia. <laughs> yeah. But that's no, a football... It's been happening for years and years and years.
0: But see, football Australia never really supported Arnie whatsoever no. through a really tif- a really difficult sort of qualification period because of COVID. Mm. And they Australia had the, the toughest sort of lot than anyone yeah, else because but even of, now, our, like... of our proximity. But... And, and, and to the point there where they weren't expecting him to get through, they had no intention of extending him whatsoever. So instead of supporting their coach, they basically ran dead on him. And, and 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 then they do what then they get through after what happened against Peru and then they do what they did in Qatar and they've got no choice but to back him. You know? yeah, but even
3: like when they get back, where was like the media tour from all the players? Like getting their profiles out there. Like that's how you get young kids interested. Like because you see the young kid is on Instagram, he's on Facebook, he's on TikTok, whatever it is. I, I didn't see any of that. Matter of fact, even though they went so well. I still couldn't tell you more than oh, maybe one or two mm, names. That's right. Profi-
1: profile, you, you compare that to 2006. And I know yeah. people get tired of saying, oh, you know, the golden generation. But, you know, Viduca and Kehl and those guys had such a big profile.
0: Oh, massive profile. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I, I spoke to Robbie Slater about this. I did a big good weekend piece on Arnie before the tournament, and I quoted Robbie Slater saying this. He said, that golden generation, where are they now? But like they're not involved, actively involved in Australian soccer now. Mm. They should be the generation that's at the sure. forefront of, of the game now in terms of coaching, administration, right. whatever. But they're not, they're not there. Paduka's, they're all overseas. Yeah, Varduka's
1: yeah, running a cafe in Zagreb. Yep. Yeah. Wow. What a player he was, mm. Mike Varduka. Hey, um, Messi, we come back to the, We said LeBron James, is he the GOAT? People are saying now that Lionel Messi, is he the GOAT? I still go. For me, I I still go Maradona 1. I go Pelé 2 and I go Messi 3.
4: Okay, so I always had Pelé at the top just Mm. because of the the sheer quantity of goals he was able to score in a time where South American football was a lot stronger than it is domestically than it is now. Mm. Um, I think Messi goes above everyone now. Just You're because right. of the level that he produced week in, week out for nearly two decades playing in the Champions League with a higher quality of opponent than Messi or uh, than Maradona or Pelé ever faced what, for that period what, of time. What
1: happens from here? Uh, Alex, as far as PSG is concerned, because he's in the side. I mean, name, Mbappe seems to me that he has no interest playing with Messi and Neymar. He wants to be the singular star. Does he? Re- Do you think Messi goes back to Barcelona? I
4: think he has to go back to Barcelona wow. at some stage. That's the, a good story, and I think he will take way, way, way unders to go back there. Wow. What um, about
1: Newcastle Jets? With your chance <laughs> maybe sneak him. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, this quickly, your
2: thoughts on the Saudi Arabian invasion of all these players, Ronaldo going there, oh, yeah. talk of Messi going there. Is this going to be the new growing market, the Middle East?
4: Well, this has been talked about for a very long time. and It's actually happening in China at the start of the decade. Oh. You remember that old players getting yeah. ripped up yeah. by China. The Chinese Super League is in absolute shambles now. So basically they've pulled all the money back and gone, okay, this hasn't worked. We're going to d- develop Chinese players. I can see exactly the same thing. Happening in the Middle East, the initial investment will be there. Whether they can build on that is a challenge. And to be honest, star signings don't do it. Ronaldo, they don't do it. They're I not mean, sustainable.
1: Can you live on three hundred and forty million a year? Oh. That's a thing. Oh, I don't <laughs> think. today's climate, what, how, how yeah. obviously put your boots out for a Ronaldo? So. <laughs> Messi, Messi, Messi. The the World
2: Cup for Messi was, you know, almost like the the icing on the cake. Ronaldo though. Jesus, it was a uh, bad World Cup yeah, for hour. Just, just
3: to piggyback on that, <laughs> yeah. If Ronaldo goes on and wins the World Cup, does that change the narrative of he becomes the goat compared to? Because obviously he's the greatest goal, goal scorer ever. He played in the Premier League, mm. arguably the hardest comp. Whereas obviously Messi, it's not as hard. It's still, it's still yep. a, one of the high qualities. Does it change the narrative? Is this is yeah. this the pinn- Is this the moment where we go? Messi is better than Ronaldo.
4: Hundred percent, it is. It's that, that was the turning point. Mm. That was. What it had it all been building up to? And Messi succeeded. Ronaldo didn't stand up. What Talking it, about it, positive it. turning
1: points, Australian rugby, and needed this. Eddie Jones returns. Mm. He's
0: a more he's a more media in the last two weeks than <laughs> <laughs> Dave Rennie did in three years. Yeah. <laughs> he's everywhere. Eddie. I love I love when he went back to Matraville High. Did you hear? Did you see that he went back to Matraville High? And he's got he's. <laughs> And one of the young kids there, because it used to be a strong rugby school, now it's all league. Yep. And one of the kids goes, rugby's shit. <laughs> 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 that <what> <laughs> oh, Still got man. a long way to go. Still got a few hearts <laughs> and minds to win. Geez, uh, I interviewed him
1: the other day for a podcast I'm doing. And he was, like, just talking about his time in England. And I mm. said, the Sam Burgess told me that he is a rugby league player going to English rugby. He knew they wanted him to fail. I said, being an Australian, coaching in England, do they want you to fail? He said, not initially. He said, because they were right at a low ebb. And he said, they were right behind me. He said, but then from a couple of years in, he said, seriously, the pressure. He said, not just on me, he said, but the players. He said, the Fleet Street press, the pressure they exert. He said, the players. He said, they just freeze with fear. Because they know if they make a mistake, they're just going to be hammered the next day. And again, the media. Bloody media. Bloody media. Know. Yes. Righto, guys, we'll take a break. After the break, we're going to talk about all things off the field.